We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to The Uncontested an Oklahoma City Thunder and NBA podcast featuring Jacob. All you haters come at me. Taylor. You're a step past a hater like I'm Rondo. Upgrade your baby mama to a condo. Nick. I really wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Swaggy Pete. Kamiar. I just got done taking a nap. And Justin. I'm too fast. What is up, Thunder fans? It is your boy, Taylor P underscore 15. I am joined by the one and only Thunder Mob, a.k.a. Jacob Niffin. What's up? I'm here. And we have some exciting news for you guys. We are bringing you guys the first postseason, or not postseason, goodness, the post ca- first postgame <laughs> podcast of the season. <laughs> You're way too ahead of the game here, Taylor. Look, we're going to make the postseason after seeing this first game, I promise. Okay, maybe not. But... Uh. Um, there's a lot to talk about. If that was a postseason was... game. That was the ugliest damn postseason game I've ever seen. <laughs> but we won, right? That's yeah, all that matters. That, hey, that's all that matters. <laughs> In the W column, baby. So as you guys maybe notice, if you guys are loyal listeners, that was not our, our original postgame um, sounder or intro that we had from last season. We're going to be switching that up because you guys probably don't want to listen to sound bites of Russell Westbrook dunking or – Paul George doing things. <laughs> so our awesome Jacob, he's really good with this stuff, and he's going to be putting together a new intro postseason or post game. I keep doing Jeez. that. Jesus Christ. Post game intro for you guys. Um, but here we are. So yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this. I was actually at the game today. Uh, I will say shout out to my hometown of Tulsa. There was actually a really good showing. I actually was able to uh, talk to a connection I had there uh, with, with within the Thunder organization, and he was really impressed with the the showing that that Tulsa had so shout out to all you guys in Tulsa that came to the game and uh, it, it was really good there's a lot to talk about 
So, we are brought to you guys this week by Axios Sports Page. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and uh, Axios is awesome. They've been sponsoring us here for, for a while now. We are really proud to have them as a sponsor, so be sure to check them out. Uh, if you guys listened to our last podcast, you guys will, will know that, that you, where you can follow them at, and you can subscribe to some of their, their daily uh, emails that they have. They give you some really good bullet points. Uh, I always enjoy waking up, going through my emails, and, and listening to or, and seeing the Axios bullet points. So, with all that being said, we have some Thunder basketball to finally talk about after a very, very long drought of the offseason. An interesting bas- Thunder basketball game to talk about because it was a lot of guys that we've kind of never really watched play together before. Which was exactly. It was ex- extremely interesting, and you could feel it in the crowd. It, it was a, and I, I get it, it was it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's at the BOK Center. That is not the Chesapeake Arena, uh, and it will still be different from the season opener at Chesapeake. But you can still feel a little bit of, uh, I don't know the right way to put this, but just a lot of unknown in the crowd, uh, particularly you know when the, the starting lineup comes out. It was very unique. And I think the best way probably to epitomize this is Stephen Adams hit a three-pointer to kick off the oh season. Oh, my Lord, and Taylor. Twitter had a, yeah. I, it, it took me like 10 seconds to realize what the hell had happened. <laughs> like... So I'm just sitting there on my couch. I was, I think I was getting my, my MacBook open uh, so I could tweet along with the game or whatever. And I look up and the Thunder have won the tip and I see that, that Chris Paul is carrying the ball up the court and he kicks it to Steven in the corner. And I was like, okay. And then Steven <laughs> shot the bitch. And I was like, what? What in the hell? And then it went inside the hoop. And I was like, <laughs> What? And it, dude. Welcome I was, to the I, new era of Thunder Basketball. I was Jacob. screaming. I was like, "Oh my god! I can't believe he did it!" It like was it absolutely just, absurd. You one hundred percent that they knew they were doing that as of like noon this morning, right? <laughs> that was like, Billy Donovan. Just they like planned it. And they knew the they table. were doing it. They were like, "New year, new us, no Russ, no PG." Stephen, as soon as you catch that damn thing, you fire it up. <laughs> like you know, they planned that. Oh, oh my absolutely. god. Incredible. It was incredible. So was that like a double middle finger or like a, a horns down since it's oh, you test <laughs> rivalry week to, to Russ? Or was it just like a, you know what, new era, let's do it? I think it was just new era. Let's just, it's preseason. Let's get weird. Let I mean, speaking of that, I love it. speaking of that, let's get weird. They starting, started this starting, their starting lineup, lineup <laughs> included three point guards, which is weird, right? Incredibly like, weird. They, and Dallas started their their starting lineup had a lot of size and so you had Chris Paul like guarding Justin Anderson right who who that size matchup was was not in his favor he's giving up like six inches there so not Justin Anderson I apologize Justin Jackson or Justin Jackson right yeah Justin Anderson uh plays in I forget who he Anderson play who's he play for uh Mark Marcus Morris just bopped him on the head with the basketball last night Oh goodness! Um, Wizards. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Wizards. Yeah, sorry. That 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 was pretty funny. That was well, so and, on brand for the Morris twins, right? But no. um, but yeah. So Justin Jackson is like six seven, and Chris Paul is six foot. So like the Thunder willingly went small to start the game instead of having uh, Ferguson out there at the three. They they were essentially playing Shea at the three to start this game. So that's uh, maybe that's my first thing I want to ask you, Taylor. Like, is there? And Brody is maybe like we, that. We, he is very uh, upset. Uh, Rum is uh, very upset also. Goodness gracious. Okay, so no, it was a, it was very interesting. 
I'm sorry. And your dog is are... not happy. Um, every time so I'm in a small house, and every time somebody walks by, they freak out. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, we actually have two Twitter questions kind of leaning in on this. Um, yeah, so at weekend at Brody's said, what do you think of the three-point guard lineup tonight? And then also um, at Clark Matthews said, is this Schroeder as a starter thing going to be a thing? And so I guess that's what I want to lead off with as well is what do you read into that three-point guard lineup? Is that intentional? Uh, is that just mixing some stuff up for preseason? Is that going to change on opening night of the season? What, what do you kind of see there? I really don't think so. And I think it's, it's you probably need to take this into consideration. You have Porzingis and Dre. Um, Porzingis obviously with the Mavericks and Dre uh, obviously with the Thunder, who did not play at all today. Um, and I think and Luke didn't play. And, and uh, true, and Luca didn't play, and that was much more last minute. They announced Porzingis playing or not playing at, at earlier today compared to uh, to Luca. Goodness, Rumble. Gosh, these dogs are freaking out. I apologize. No, you're so good, man. It, <laughs> they announced Porzingis. Who, who didn't play uh, earlier today. And then I, Luke was kind of a last-minute thing, and obviously Dre didn't play. I would assume that a Dre or Ferguson is going to start into that three-roll. I do not see Schroeder. I mean, Schroeder is such he, – he's going to come off the bench. And I think that was probably uh, apparent with him starting today in place of that 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 small forward role. Um, but I think it's interesting taking to the minutes here in the preseason game. You have guys like Baisley who have 21 minutes, a Diallo who have 24 minutes, and then obviously Shea had 26 and compared to Ferguson, only had 19. So, Jacob, what do you think that means? I'm sorry. These dogs are being ridiculous. <laughs> um, but do you think that means, like, they're saving Ferguson because they want him – they're not trying to play him as much as preseason? Or do you think that means, like, you know, maybe some guys, like uh, – I, I, maybe they're going to do something unique with the, the starting five. And, and maybe if Dre's healthy, they'll play him. Or if not, they'll go for, like, a, a shooter or somebody like that. What do you think? I, I think they were just messing around with the lineup. Um, I'm at the point now where I'd be willing to bet a decent amount of money. And by decent, I mean like 50 bucks on the starting lineup being Chris Paul, Shea, Ferg, Gallo, and Adams. Uh, that, that I just see them going that route. Uh, I don't see them starting Schroeder. I don't think that's going to be a thing. I, like you said, I think he's going to be more of a sixth man like he was uh, on last season's team. And also... I don't think they're going to start Dre. We we talked about it a little bit in the Slack today, but it was announced that Dre was not going to play in this game. So they said, you know, he not not that he needed rest or whatever, but they just want to like be careful with him uh, moving forward. Which, on one hand, I can understand that, but on the other hand, like it's kind of convenient that he hasn't played in the two times the team has played publicly so far. Which to me says if he's not playing when they're like public, a they're trying to hide something. B he isn't playing whenever they're behind closed doors either, or things not aren't going according to plan. Uh, it it's not encouraging at all uh, what's going on with Andre Robertson right now, and just the fact that he is not playing at all. Uh, very not encouraging. Uh, I I'm not at the point of like super worried yet. Uh, but I don't really think it matters either way because, like, I'm so used to this team without him now. But I, I don't think Dre is going to start. So I think tonight was just messing around with the lineups. I think uh, that's 
That's a great point. No, but speaking of lineups, uh, another point I wanted to kind of bring up to you after we mentioned the starting lineup, Hamadou Diallo was the first person off the bench above Ferguson. And speaking, I, I think I already mentioned this, but Hami played 24 minutes. Um, that's only two minutes less than Shea did. And I don't know if this is a tryout because it's, you know, it's preseason and kind of seeing where he would fit or uh, how many minutes, you know, he might get in the regular season. That's how I kind of read into it is like they played, they played the guys that um, need the experience a lot more than they played the guys that don't need the experience. Chris Paul played 17 minutes. Gallinari played 17 minutes. Adam played 21 minutes. Schroeder played 22. They kept the minutes down for all the guys that they already know what they do and and who they are. And then the guys that that they're still trying to to put through the ringer a little bit and and see what they can do and and push them and and try to get them better. Those guys got a lot of minutes. So you're talking your your Fergs, your Diallos, your Alexanders, Gilgis Alexanders, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And I you know, I think that's interesting. That's, that's a pretty good transition because I mentioned uh, I have a note here while I was watching the game that Ferg didn't play much after the first half, which I assume means he's probably going to start. So to answer uh, the question, a couple of the questions that we got on our Twitter account, I think that means that probably Ferg's going to be starting uh, in place of Schroeder, who will be coming off the bench. And but it, it was still strange, like you know they played Shea and Schroeder quite a bit uh, to start the second half, a, a majority of the third quarter. Is there anything mm-hmm. you took from that, or is that just like because you know those it, are? It was kind of interesting that they they it seemed like a lot of the time they had another point guard out there with Shea, like yeah, pushing right. him more. They, need, at, they went at another the ball two, with them, which, which, which was kind of interesting. Um, but Shea played a hell of a game, man. He played a hell. Of he a game. he's I I. If we can transition to that real quick. I, oh, no, that's I, a perfect transition. So the next bullet point I actually have. So I, I've just been taking notes during the game um, in my in my notes section on my iPhone. And the next uh, bullet point that I have here is that Shea is so strong handling the ball, not many people that can stop him driving. Yeah. <laughs> and that, he, I mean, this is, it, it's going to, for people that listen to our, our post-game recap of the blue-white scrimmage, it's, it, this is going to sound very similar, but it's just, it's so accurate and true. I mean, he's just... He's so crafty and so strong um, when he's around the rim. There's just he uses those long limbs to to finish. There's not many people who can stop that. There's not many people that can block or contest that. And it was just it was really amazing to be to get to see that in person because he's just uh, you hear um, how long he is. <laughs> you know, we we talk about it all the time. We hear people talk about it all the time, but you see it in person. It's just incredible. It really yeah. Is. He he. I mean, twenty four points. On seven of twelve shooting, four of eight from three, uh, he had a block. He had four rebounds. He had an assist. Like, so, so you obviously want those assist numbers up. But just the way he scored the ball, the way he shot the ball specifically, like his three point stroke looked really good. Uh, he looked like he was kind of forcing him a little bit early, but then he kind of slowed down. And kind of what we've talked about all summer and what we've seen from him last year with the Clippers we saw on display again tonight and that is he doesn't have this breakaway athleticism like Russ does but his like subtle pauses and change of pace right are just so deadly like there were so many times where he would he was driving in and he would like do this he'd be moving at one speed but then when he would euro step it, it was like he slowed down half a step to like get an angle on his on his defender to finish and just the, his body control his change of pace that stuff is elite, and 
like he he looks like he's going to be freaking good. Uh, he's going to be really freaking good. And so that was really, really encouraging to me. I mean, 24 points on 7 of 12 shooting, um, all in 26 minutes. <laughs> like, he and he just he just has so much potential. And to yep. get to see him in that starting lineup with Chris Paul, and, and so I, I I'm kind of looking huge for him. Yeah, I'm looking at the stats. He also shot six of seven from the free throw line, which obviously is great. Um, but so whenever I scroll over, I see free throws for all the, the Thunder players. Adams, six of nine, which is awesome number, six of nine. But also, that's that's a lot higher than the percentage he shot last year at the free throw line, and it looks like Adams has worked on that stroke quite a bit, which is which is really encouraging. Um, I thought he played a great game too. He didn't have the rebound numbers you'd expect from Adams. Uh, only let's see here, three rebounds, but Adams had three assists, and I I just thought that he played really really well tonight as well. I absolutely liked liked Adam's game. Uh, I, you, if you guys don't follow the uncontested account, please go and follow it because there is a very funny video. Uh, he didn't play very much. I, actually, I don't think he played. Or he played like the very beginning of the second half, and they they pulled him out after a couple minutes. But there is a video that I took from the stands of Adams going up and just having like a stare down with the referees, um, like about midway through the third. It was quarter. pretty good. It was it, pretty it, good. It, it was hilarious. He like made like one or two gestures. And then for the rest of the time, he just has his arms folded. And, like, just imagine Steven Adams just staring you down. It's got to be the scariest thing ever. <laughs> uh, let's, let's transition and talk about someone I think a lot of Thunder fans are talking about right now, which is Darius Baisley. He I was – I thought he had another great game. Yeah, so uh, I, I love Kamiar to death. He's, like, my best friend. Um, but Kamiar <laughs> typically uh, just, like, shoots low on, on, like, all Thunder plays. He's like – Oh, this guy sucks and that guy sucks. Like uh, this tweet, <laughs> I not to this get tweet, his up. The this text message I got from Kamiar about five minutes ago in all caps says, "Okay, hot take: Darius Baisley will be a much better player than Pascal Siakam. Mark it down." <laughs> I love it. I love it. He uh, he played well, man. He he didn't show off the passing as much tonight, and I say that he had three assists. Right. Um. But his three assists, six rebounds, nine points on four of seven shooting, one of one from the three-point line. He is long. He's got a quick first step. But he's strong, especially for a rookie. Yeah, for a 19-year-old. Exactly. When he gets downhill, he can score that thing. And he scored a lot of baskets at the rim with his right hand, and he's a lefty. So he's already been working on that offhand quite a bit. If he can score with both hands going to the hoop as a 19-year-old, that is an incredibly good sign. I also thought he played really solid defense as well. Like he wasn't great and there was some miscommunication and I want to get into the defense a little bit more here in just a moment. Right. But for a 19-year-old in his first NBA action against an opposing team, uh, you can't complain too much. That That's a great point. Um, you know, he, he was only one of one from, from three, but he made his one three-point shot. I was going to say that the one three that he shot, I was really impressed by his stroke. I thought it was it was impressive and something that, there's a lot to be excited about, uh, but you mentioned his defense, and that's something that uh, I was I was sitting next to my brother during the game, and that's something he pointed out to me. He said, "Look at Baisley's feet. The way he's able to move his feet is just so impressive. He's, he's strong enough to stay in front of bigger defenders, but he's quick enough to stay in front of um, quicker. Or, or I said defenders. <laughs> uh, he's able to defend quicker players uh, while also having the strength to to defend stronger players like you know the forwards, um, and." 
I think that's something, particularly like you mentioned, at his age, at 19 years old, that will that's really promising. He showed a lot, uh, a lot of promise. And I think a, a good indicator of that. Again, this is preseason, but Baisley had 21 minutes. That's compared to Hami, who had 24, Shea, who had 26. Uh, he tied Steven for 21 minutes, and I think that was just you know that's that's Billy trying to to see what he has in Baisley, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see regular minutes from Baisley. Yeah, I think tonight was definitely just get Baisley minutes and see what he can do. Uh, try to get him comfortable out there. And yeah, I'm with you. I think that he's going to to get some time this season. Uh, I think it's kind of inevitable. And he's looked every every time we've seen him so far, he's looked good. And that that's a great sign. Again, I can't keep stressing this enough. He is 19. Like he turned 19 in June. He's he is very young. Uh, he won't be 20 until right before the Thunder make a draft pick again. He's got a lot of upside, and I'm I'm really excited for him. Um, also, besides him, like Denver and Portland are playing right now, and uh, I've been trying to keep up with that. There was uh, the the Rockets game earlier today. Trying to keep up with all these different games, and then also follow like college football storylines heading into. This weekend, it's a lot of stuff, Taylor. And uh, Axio Sports is a great way to keep up with all of that. They are. So following a team that you love in 2019 can be time-consuming, especially if you follow a team like the Thunder, who are making a lot of changes. However, trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. And that's why I personally subscribe, I mentioned this to be in the podcast, to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axios is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket, as we mentioned on the last podcast with Kamiar, and ping pong and everything in between. Axios also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple. Sign up, and it's free. Sports.axios.com. Not only will you be caught up, but you'll also be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing at all, just great content. This is a free curated sports content delivered directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios.com. Again, try try to to for free at quote free 99 at sportsaxios.com so taylor i want to if you don't mind i want to transition to the thunder's defense tonight which wasn't great but something that i found very interesting uh was there seems to be a bit of a change of philosophy in the way they played defense tonight uh, specifically their pick-and-roll defense. Uh, did you pick up on this? I definitely did. They they don't seem to to be hedging quite as much. I think there's a little more switching going on with the versatility that they have with their guards. Uh, is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah. So uh, for our listeners at home that maybe don't like focus a whole lot on pick-and-roll defense, it seems like the thunder for the past few years, whenever the defense has the ball, uh, and somebody comes up and sets a screen on, like, say, Russell Westbrook. Um, the the big man, Steven Adams, would be forced to, like, step out and guard the, the ball guard handler for a minute handler, until right. Russ caught back up, and then Steven would drop back to his man. Now they're not doing that. They didn't do that really at all tonight. Instead, 
um, whenever the the big guy like Steven's uh, man would come up and screen, instead Steven would step backwards and he would drop and protect the paint while the guard fought over the screen, which I thought was interesting. So they're they're fighting over the ball screen, but it seemed like everything on the backside, all off ball screens, they were communicating and switching on, uh, just because they had that versatility on their back line. So right, I think and, that's and, exactly it. I, I like that length. We talked about SGA with those long hands. You have guys like uh, like CP3, who's a solid defender with quick hands, uh, and bringing a guy like Dre or a Ferguson in place of of Schroeder, I think that's the perfect tactic. I really do. exactly. And so I've kind of wondered, and people are gonna maybe take this as me like shitting on Russell Westbrook, and that, <laughs> that's not the case. Just calling it how I see it, right? Uh, and and if you've followed me on Twitter at all over the past ten years, you know that I've been critical of Russell Westbrook's defense. Uh, a lot of times he gets screened, and then he just stops trying. Uh, he, he'll defend until he gets screened and then he won't try to get over it and he won't hustle back and he'll just linger for a rebound. And so hedging was kind of important for this team to not let a guard get around the corner. Now that they have guards that are willing to fight through screens and get over and, and put forth that defensive effort, I wonder if because they have that personnel, that's why they've changed up that, that style of defense so far. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, the, if that's the case or not. It's just, it's interesting that they've switched. Once Russ left is when they switched up their pick and roll defense. Um, yeah, I don't know. No. I found that, I found that interesting. And that's something that we've been kind of as Thunder fans, as a Thunder podcast, uh, we've mentioned a couple of different times. I remember mentioning that last year, you know, there was times where uh, the Thunder would get burnt on pick and rolls because we have guys like Steven hedging and trying to stop the ball handler which leaves a wide open lane for a, a bigger, more athletic big to drive straight to the hoop and get a either a easy layup or a dunk. And so to see them start to do this now, uh, like I said, with guys like versatility and length like SGA and Chris Paul playing together, I think it's going to be great for the team. I really do. Yep. So also the other thing, uh, just stylistically, uh, getting away from maybe some individual players and talking stylistically, did you, could, could you like, visibly tell the the increased ball movement offensively and, could. and player movement i could and that's I'm, I'm so happy you brought that up because that's one more the last bullet point here that i felt like we haven't covered yet um they're initiating a lot of offense by throwing the ball into the high post which i love you know they have cover they have uh, cutters cutting to the basket once they do that and they also have shooters who can space space the floor and i even noticed that with the second unit like i'm talking like third quarter we're throwing in random guys you know we have like noel playing center and he's still flashing to the high post shay's throwing it to him first before he does anything else they're passing the ball around shay gets the ball back and they're initiating the offense from there i think that's going to be a completely new style play obviously than what we're used to but i also think it'd be super beneficial for this thunder team uh, with the talent that they have the shooters that they have and if dre's healthy like that's that leaves a perfect backdoor cut for him to yeah. go straight to you know what I mean and and I also noticed I don't know if you picked up on this but I noticed that Steven Adams had the ball in his hands a lot yeah uh, whether absolutely. whether it be like it, they weren't just throwing it to him and expecting him to make a post move they were throwing it to him letting him initiate some offense um and and, and just making the defense consider multiple options and, and continue to move which is what you want to do uh, if you let a defense just sit there and watch the ball, 
you're you're screwed, right? But right. when you have player movement, ball movement, the defense has to focus on two things. Each person on that defense has to focus on their man who is moving and where the basketball is, which is moving. So it just makes them account for more things and mentally have to go through more steps, which opens up more holes. And it, it seemed like the Thunder were very willing tonight to, to give the ball to Steven, whether it be to set up an action or to have him find a cutter or to have him make a move. Uh, I don't know. I just, I've got the feel from the scrimmage and this game that Steven Adams is going to be a very integral part of this team this season. And I, for one, really, I, I, I'm all bore, all aboard the rebuild train and I'm ready to go and I'm excited for these young guys, but I really do not want them to trade Steven Adams. I want Steven Adams yep. to kind of be the vet that stays around through the rebuild uh, that that culture setter uh, who can help bring the young guys around because he ha- he plays with the right attitude and mindset of a team first hustle, uh, don't care about your own stats kind of guy. And, but also, and- I don't think we've seen his full potential. I think he's completely untapped. Like he can do some of these things, like yeah, uh, take the ball uh, or get the rebound on the defensive end, take a couple dribbles and and. Throw, throw a full court pass to a, a guy in transition, you know, on the other end of the floor, um, initiating offense and, and making passes like we talked about here a little bit ago. Like, I, I feel like it's completely untapped. And because, and again, this isn't a slight to Russell Westbrook, but when we have a player like uh, of the caliber of Russell Westbrook, you're not going to get to see all these things that Steven gets to do like he will now. And so I, I'm with you completely, Jacob. I think we're on the, the, the same page. And I'm really excited to see what all Steven is capable of. And I really will be, even with all the rumors or whatever you want to call them, I'll be surprised if they end up trading him. Yeah, I, I really hope they don't. Um, so, Taylor, any any last thoughts about preseason game number one? We got another one in two days, so we'll have more to I'm talk excited. about. I'm excited, and we get to watch uh, but, RJ Hampton. They're uh, yeah. at a huge, huge prospect oh. that they'll be playing against. Dude, you know uh, Sam Presti is so stoked oh, to be able yeah. to just have that yeah, guy in his facility practicing and watch him and scout him. Because he is kind of right right now, he's a consensus like top seven for 2020 in the draft, and the Thunder may have the ability either to draft him or to move up to draft him. So I, it, it it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. No, no absolutely. Um, but any any parting thoughts before we bump some outro music and get out of here? Not at all. Um, but I will say that I think that's that's a good transition here. Um, I so once I got into the arena, I, again I. I was coming from a professional organization event and I was a little late to begin with and I finally found parking and it was a line to get in etc etc but um so my father's company has been a sponsor for the Thunder since the the very inaugural the very first inaugural season and so because of that I've gotten to meet this connection with the the OKC Thunder and he came up and was talking to me on my mom and so we were doing some talking and stuff and so because of that I missed a little bit of the beginning of the second quarter but he's an awesome guy I didn't didn't mind it at all but I, I found it interesting. I've, I've never known him to be super well-connected with the team by any means or anything like that. But we were talking about, like, the, obviously, this, the new era of Thunder. It came up. And he and I was like, you know, I, I don't know if you've talked to Presti at all. And we kind of were going through our conversation. He goes, no, actually, I have talked to Presti. And he didn't reveal anything necessarily um, that we don't already know. But he made it very clear to me. And I can't remember specific words that he he said, but that like you know the Thunder uh, right now with this team that they have, since they have these players and since they're in the position that they are, 
they want to try and be as competitive as possible to attract, uh, obviously, the crowd and, and tickets and etc., etc. But at the very least, if they aren't able to get rid of all these guys from trade deadline, um, it is very apparent to the connection I was talking to after talking to Presty. Presty is very much ready for the rebuild. He wants it to happen essentially as soon as possible. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to go and trade Chris Paul for and give up assets to do that. He's going to do it appropriately, obviously, because he has so yeah. many of the assets in store. But um, whenever he can find the right deals, he's going to do them, and he's ready to start from scratch. And uh, the connection I was talking to mentioned that next season it's going to be a bunch of young guys, and he even made a specific point to point to the draft, and he said these next couple drafts are going to be critical to the Thunder. So again... That's no revealing information. That's no groundbreaking info, but it's just to confirm that somebody who's talked to Presti, you know, Presti's not blowing smoke when he's coming out to the media and talking about all this. He he truly means what he's saying, and um, you know, I I thought that was interesting to hear from somebody who has had a face to face conversation with Sam Presti that Sam is just as ready for this rebuild essentially as we are, but while he has these players, he's not just going to you know give them up for for assets. You know, he's going to um, capitalize off the assets he has and get ready for this rebuild so so yeah it's interesting it's fascinating <laughs> it is, it is. Uh, i mean again that's something groundbreaking it's what he's been saying but yeah it's good to but, know that he's not telling people behind the scenes something different yeah no i'm totally with you um all right well taylor why don't you take us out this time this is your podcast <laughs> well thank you guys again for tuning in uh we're really really excited about this season we are super grateful for you guys uh, already i think this this month it's still preseason and we have a, an incredible amount of downloads and listens we are so thankful for you guys uh, we're really excited for all that we have coming up this season you know we've mentioned that nick who gets to cover the thunder off and on this season jacob who gets to cover the blue and eventually hopefully get to cover the thunder as well and then not to mention obviously our post-game podcast and the regular weekly podcast so you guys can come to expect from us so continue to listen to us uh, stay tuned you know we're so excited that we're only about a week and a half i guess now away from the first regular season game for the okc thunder there's gonna be a lot of action going on this this year so stay tuned we will have you updated be sure to subscribe to us and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast it would mean a lot to us it would continue to help us be able to grow uh we're again we're super thankful for our listeners so if you don't mind going and doing that please do that um and until then we will have another i guess post game uh, recap for you guys preseason post game recap on thursday until next time you guys hear from us thunder up sugar ray leonard roberto duran marvelous marvin Hagler, and thomas hearns legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.